wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And we're on episode two this week again. These shows will be three times a week until the quarantine is over. Then we'll be back to every single day. Right here on the Lockdown Rose Podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a review, preferably five stars if you're on iTunes. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the biggest news around baseball right now as we're just searching for baseball content. And that's the fact that Rob Manfred finally put down the hammer on the, on the Boston Red Sox, although... Many people would not use that expression about the penalties given out. So I want to talk about that. And so let's start with the fact that there was a lot of build-up to this. The Astros see historic penalties. Then, a couple of weeks ago, you have Rob Manfred come out and say, well, you know, it's a very thorough investigation, we have everything done, we're just waiting you know, to, to get the paperwork through and to finish the investigation and to give out the suspensions. So it sounds like the Red Sox are going to get punished very hard. The Red Sox preemptively fire Alex Cora. And you just assume that, hey, they cheated. They won a World Series. They'll get something relatively close to what the Houston Astros got. And again, the Houston Astros lost the most amount of money that you can lose. They lost historic draft picks. They lost their manager. They lost their general manager. The Houston Astros got hit pretty hard. I mean, the only thing that didn't that didn't satisfy fans with the Astros thing was the fact that no players were involved. With the Red Sox, though, it comes out that their scheme was was less convoluted, I guess. The way that it reads is it's it's kind of saying that hey, you know they were using replay during the game, and they were using it to get pitchers' tendencies. And yeah, sometimes if they notice a tendency, the replay official, you know, the replay conductor, so to say, he would go to the dugout and say, hey, he's gonna throw a curveball, and then someone would signal to a runner on base hey, he's going to throw a curveball here. That's not exactly as bad as watching a live feed of the game and then just banging on a trash can to get the exact pitch, every single pitch. But it's still really bad. 
So, don't let the Red Sox off the hook in this, because I get it. It it doesn't it doesn't sound as bad as the Astros because it's not. I mean, Astro fans are upset, and Astro fans are going to defend their team to the death, and Astro fans think that the Red Sox should get as much heat as them. At the end of the day, again, having a live feed and calling out every single pitch before it's thrown is a lot worse than what the Red Sox allegedly did. Or I guess factually did now, after the investigation. So I do agree that the Astros should have gotten more penalty. What I was wondering, though, coming into this punishment was, you saw the negative... You know, you saw the negative press around the Astros' punishments. Would that force Rob Manfred to do something that Roger Goodell of the NFL does often, where he gives out an initial punishment, and then the next time the very thing happens, you know, the same thing happens, which, again, this is a sign-stealing-to-sign-stealing scandal, then he overcorrects, he overpunishes for something. For baseball, Rob Manfred didn't do that. He didn't overcorrect. He didn't overly punish the Red Sox. And we can root out those punishments right now. Alex Cora is banned through 2020. uh, And, and, you know, he takes full responsibility. So even if there's no season, though, Alex Cora can come back in 2021, which I find very interesting. They say that the main corporate of all this was the video uh, operator. And Boston also loses a 2022 second round pick. My issue with with this whole thing is that through, throughout the report, <clears throat> throughout the report official by Major League Baseball, they keep referring back to the video monitor, the video replay guy, the video operator. And they're just throwing him under the mud. And yes, he was a big part of this cheating scandal. But they made it seem as though Alex Cora and some of the front office members and some of the guys didn't realize that this was happening. With the Astros, they left no no stone unturned. They, they, They put it all out there from Carlos Beltran to A.J. Hinch to everyone who knew. It feels like in this report that they're trying to protect somebody or some people or multiple people because... The Astros had already, before there was a rule involved about not using technology to steal signs, had already been warned with the Apple Watch situation. I know a lot of you remember that. They were one of the teams who were first using Apple Watches to get an edge. And they're part of why this even had to be a rule. So you're telling me that all of a sudden, Alex Cora and the rest of the guys didn't know that this was happening? It was just... It was just some rogue replay guy and a couple players. I find that hard to believe. I find that really hard to believe. One thing I will say for Alex Cora, I mean, it's he's had, he has the privilege of not talking until two investigations have happened, and A.J. Hinch was still you know, talking prior to the investigations were over. But he did take full responsibility, and he... You know, said how wrong it was to be involved in this twice, you know, with the Astros and now with the Red Sox, because, of course, he was one of the catalysts for Houston as well, which, to me, should have made his punishment longer than A.J. Hinch. He's a repeat offender, and it and by MLB's own report, it does sound like A.J. Hinch was against this, and he just 
could not control the locker room. He couldn't control the clubhouse, which is a problem. That's a big problem. In baseball, that's probably your your top job as a manager. You can talk about a bullpen all you want. You've got to control that clubhouse. You've got to control that clubhouse. And A.J. Hinch couldn't do that. So he deserved his year suspension for negligence. But Alex Cora has been the ringleader in all this. So I feel like his punishment should have been bigger than A.J. Hinch. Bottom line is, I don't see how either one of them are going to manage in in Major League Baseball ever again. I don't see how you can make that hire and have that introductory press conference and feel good about doing so. I mean, even the Miami Marlins couldn't do that. So I, I don't see how they ever manage again. But I do think that in general, on the surface, Alex Cora... I have a bigger issue with than A.J. Hinch. We'll be back after this on the Locked On Royals podcast. Again, just just to reiterate on on this Red Sox scandal, it's bad that they were sign cheating. It does sound like the the sign stealing was less, less than the Astros. And it was also noted that it did not happen in the postseason. And I don't I don't believe that for the Astros. I, I think that the Astros are a different case. However, if this is truly the operation they were running, if this was all that they were doing, was looking at the replays, finding tendencies live in game, which you can do pre and post game. You just can't do it live in game. If they were doing that live in-game and relaying their tendencies to the guys in the clubhouse. I don't see how that works in the postseason because there's a lot more MLB big heads in your clubhouse and in your replay room. You have MLB replay officials in there. You have MLB, you know, you have everyone in there. That it would be hard to sneak all that past you. Now... In a June game in Tampa, a lot, lot easier to do that. With the Astros, they were setting up totally different setups. I mean, they, they were they were setting up everywhere. The tunnels of the clubhouse, cameras in center field. They weren't just looking for tendencies. But it is something that I can understand if fans choose not to believe that, that, that it wasn't happening in the postseason. Because you you look at it and say... Well, they used it for 100, 162 games, and they saw that it worked, and they saw that it got an edge. Why would they just stop? Why would they just stop once they got to the biggest stage? At the end of the day, that Red Sox team, using replay or not, was good enough to win in the regular season. They were good enough to get to the playoffs. They were already going to be there. And I said it about the Astros, I'll say it again. That's that's probably the biggest part. That's probably the biggest part in all this that I don't like. I hate cheating. But the fact that it wasn't the Royals or it wasn't the Marlins or it wasn't the you know, name your team, it wasn't the Orioles. The fact that it was two of the best teams in baseball on paper, on, on paper at the time. They were two of the best teams in baseball. The Astros more so than the Red Sox. The Red Sox were still really good on paper, though. 
that they were the ones cheating and they were the ones getting an edge whenever they're already so good. It just, it just is painful as a baseball fan to know that we didn't see what could have been a, a much better playoff run or, or even a different playoff run. Because yeah, regular seasons aren't as regular season wins are not as valuable as the postseason re- wins in general. But you still need to win in the regular season to a get to the playoffs and then also control your playoff seating. So. The bottom line is that it's ridiculous that this even happened. Both organizations are going to have to deal with question marks around their World Series for the this test of time. This is one of those moments in baseball that, that will never be forgotten because you, you cannot tell the story of you know, 2017 through 2020 baseball without sign stealing and coronavirus. You just can't. You just can't do it. So, so you know, we talk about baseball and 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 how you build a legacy and how you become a Hall of Famer and how you become, you know, something that can that can last. It's about telling a story. That's all it is. You know, in my opinion, that's how you get to the Hall of Fame. If if you were a player, who, your story cannot be left out of MLB history. Then I'd vote for you. I'd go go ahead to the Hall of Fame. That's what it's about. However, there is also some bad storytelling. You've you've got the steroid era. You've got the sign stealing era. And now you've got the Corona era. Who knows what happens from here? Who who knows what happens? Do we play this year? When can we get fans back? Things like that. So these two franchises, one being historic in the Red Sox will always have the stench of this for this run here. All the success that they've had since about 2016 until now will be tainted. And it and it will be tarnished. And it will, you know, I wonder if it will grow. The legend will grow, so to say. As we get further removed from this, A, do more players speak out about it? that were involved, and, and, and really give you the details of what they did, how they did it, and when they did it. But further than that, I think that there's a chance that this snowballs. And fans, you know, turn this into a, a bigger deal. Uh, not, not that it's not a big deal, but they, you know how things go. Whenever something bad happens, people kind of exaggerate some of the truth uh, to make it look as bad as possible. I, I don't think that will happen simply because what else can you say? I mean, what else can you can you add to the story? What can you what could you possibly add to the Astros specifically story and make it more disingenuous, make it more, you know, cheat and scandal filled. So these two stories, Red Sox and Astros are going to last for forever. I mean, forever. They're going to last. You're going to tell your kids about them. They're going to tell their grandkids about them. This is a is a black eye for baseball. And again, in that last five-year window, we've had two tainted champions. And if we play baseball this year in the Grapefruit League and Cactus League setting or in a California, Florida, and Texas League, if we play baseball this year, 
and that's the situation. You know, you're you're changing divisions, you're changing rules, and then we'll have a third tainted champion if we do that. So that's part of what you have to weigh here for your baseball. Do you want yet another asterisk? Do you want yet another mark next to your World Series trophy? But the biggest thing I didn't like about this report, you know, before we get out of here, is just the fact that they are using the replay official, the, the, I mean the replay operator, as the poster child, and I think it goes much deeper than that. I think everyone within that organization had an obligation to stop it and had the whereabouts and had the knowledge of it. But it reminds me a lot of another Boston scandal whenever Tom Brady was deflating footballs. And, you know, quickly it went from Tom Brady to the deflator. Now, now Tom Brady still had to get a four-game suspension, and he was still, you know, criticized for it. But they quickly tried to pin this on the deflator, the guy who actually deflated the footballs. He's just following orders. Now, I'm sure that the, that the replay room guy did have input on how to do this, but you're telling me that he came up with it all on his own, and Alex Cora, who implemented a sign-stealing you know, system in Houston, had no idea he was doing it, had no idea you know, of this plan. I think that Alex Cora, if, we're gonna, if I'm going to guess what happened, I think Alex Cora said, hey, I did this in Houston, let's, let's, let's do this here. And then the replay guy was like, you know, I can make this better by not having trash cans, which is a it's a higher risk of getting caught. You know, if you're hearing a loud bang every every single pitch, just just give relay a sign like normal, because normally people do steal signs from second base. Relay a sign. Problem is, we won't be guessing. We'll know. We'll know what the pitch is. But I don't like how all the blame right now is shifting towards the replay guy. He deserves a ton of brain, a ton of blame. He deserves a ton of it. But I think that there's a lot of other people who also uh, should get some of the criticism. But that'll do it for this edition of the Lockdown Royals podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be sure to go check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast as soon as this one is over. You're going to love the content you can get over there. Check it out wherever you get your podcast and be good and be good to one another. And we'll see you tomorrow on the Lockdown Royals podcast.